Hello, this is Peter Bergman, and welcome to the January 4th, 2012 edition of the Radio Free Oz Daily Podcast. Slowly creeping into 2012, what a year we have in store. Today is the day of the Iowa caucuses. I am recording this just three or four minutes after that event began in Iowa. And three hours later, they will declare a winner and a second place and a third place, a win place, you know, win place and draw and all of that. And then Iowa will disappear off the political map. Iowa And everybody will be starting to talk about New Hampshire. Another tiny fragment of America that will be extraordinarily important for a moment in time. And then, New Hampshire what? In any case, it has been revelatory. The garden gnomes have moved considerably right in order to pull in the evangelical vote. Remember, here's the problem. Is that you've got to play to some really conservative, really ignorant people to get the votes from in those caucuses. And in doing so, you make some wonderful sound bites for the Democrats. So here's one. In Atumna, Iowa, Rick Santorum said, Diversity creates conflict. We can't celebrate diversity because it creates conflict. Wow. Diversity certainly conflicts Rick. I mean, he has trouble with nuance. He wants to open a book and read it. One, two, three, four, five. Homosexuality is bestiality. Obama is a traitor who sides with our enemies on and on. At a later gathering of the Santorumites in Sioux City, this question was asked. We have so much foreign influence today. I'm looking at a Coke can with a polar bear on it. Where do we go from here? Well, I can understand how afraid you are of the foreign influences that are taking away our deep American tradition. But let me give you some good news. Those are American polar bears. Yes, back in um, 18-something, Secretary of State Seward bought it from the Russians. Yes, if there hadn't been Seward's folly, those would be Russian polar bears, and you would have reason to fear that they're on your Coke can. But hey, it's going to be okay. Newt Gingrich at a town hall in Atlantic, Iowa. I love these names. Have you ever heard of Atlantic, Iowa before? And you never will. Again. Gingrich gave an unusual reason for his present denial of man-made global warming. I'm an amateur paleontologist, Gingrich said. I spend a lot of time looking at the Earth's temperature for a very long time. I'm a lot harder to convince than just looking at a computer model. What a renaissance man. What a polymath. He's a visionary. He's a historian. And he's a paleontologist. This was the amateur paleontologist that sat on the couch with a very professional uh, Nancy Pelosi and said, yeah, global warming is caused by human beings and we got to do something about it. But now he's not so sure, huh? Well, professional paleontologists who spent a lot more time than the Gingy looking at the Earth's temperature are convinced, quote, few credible scientists now doubt that humans have influenced the documented rise in global temperatures since the Industrial Revolution. So, the garden gnomes are out there attacking, let's see, diversity, uh, the appearance of polar bears on Coke cans. Oh, and Newt gets the Craven Award. Rick Perry last week said, no abortion, even in the case of incest 
and rape after having talked to a, a lovely young lady who was the product of incestual rape. Newt Gingrich, who used to be generally sane in this area, has picked it up. He said, nope, no abortion for incest and rape. We should just give some money to the incest or rape victim and, and, and give her clues on how to bring up her children. He gets the Craven Award. He gets to wear the Maven of Craven pin on his lapel right next to his little American flag while he sweats out those three hours of the caucuses trying to figure out if he's a winner, a placer, or a shower, or if he's just been completely marginalized. We can only hope. I'm Yeri Jero, the host of America's world-class web game, Empire Jeopardy! Today's contestants, he's a vertical urban farmer from Battered, Washington. Meet Jack Browndart. How's it going, Jack? It's growing, Mr. Jero. Up and up and up. He's the commander of former intelligence in Syncom Dread Sent AFPAC in Hintsville, Arkansas. Meet Lieutenant Colonel Butter Braunschweig. Colonel, what is Syncom Dread Sent AFPAC? Well, I wasn't in long enough to find that out, Yeri. She's a loan denier for Windjammer Gogol in Jockey Shorts, Illinois. Meet Swendaloo Zimmer. Working hard, Swendaloo? Saying no is becoming a real growth business, Mr. Gerald. Well, the rules are as simple as our contestants. Win two, and we talk. Lose two, and you walk. Tie, and you try again next time. Here we go. 221,943,567. What's a number large enough to confuse people? Uh, what is the cost of a B1 stealth fuselage? What is the number of barrels of oil that BP has spilled into the Gulf as of an hour ago? One for you, Jack. I see you stay on top of things. Okay, here we go again. Hiding billions of dollars of debt by not selling what you don't want until you get it back. What is window dressing? That was fast, Swindaloo. Easy. I used to date one of the Lehman brothers when I worked at B of A. Well, we're down to it now. Swindaloo and Jack, maybe we talk. Butter Braunschweig, maybe you walk. Yeah. Here it is. Red cloak for breakfast. What's the latest gluten-free diet? What is taking an early meeting with the Cardinal? What is the Hopi symbol of the cataclysmic purification of America? Bingo! <laughs> yeah, we talked about it all the time at Dread Sand. Well, you'll get to talk some more about it because you tied it up and you'll all be back next time on Empire Jeopardy! I'll bring a PowerPoint with me. So do you think that all this muss and fuss about fracking is just so much environmental propaganda spewed out by them EPA-loving tree-huggers who just want to straight-jacket American entrepreneurism? Well, if you really believe that line, buddy, then... Everything you know is wrong! Yo! Stop the freaking fracking! And it's happening in that lovely Arcadia where I grew up, northeastern Ohio. We never had earthquakes. I've been in two tornadoes. That's pretty scary. It was like right out of The Wizard of Oz, the movie that was released on my birth year. I remember being downtown and seeing a taxi cab in the air floating by the Plain Dealer building. I remember playing on the sand at Cedar Point and seeing a black funnel out across Lake Erie. But earthquakes, 999. Well, it appears that a northeast Ohio well 
used to dispose of wastewater from oil and gas drilling almost certainly caused a series of 11 minor quakes in the Youngstown area since last spring, according to a seismologist investigating the quakes. Okay, Brine wastewater dumped in wells comes from drilling operations, including the so-called fracking process to extract gas from underground shale that has been a source of concern among environmentalist groups and some property owners. And you can be both. Injection wells have also been suspected in quakes in Ashtabula, in far northeast Ohio, and in Arkansas, Colorado, and Oklahoma. And don't feel left out. Your state will be on the list soon, we promise. Thousands of gallons of brine were injected daily into the Youngstown well that opened in 2010 until its owner, North Star Disposal Services, LLC, what has disposal services got to do with fracking? Are they dumping waste and garbage and, you know, what, medical nuclear waste down those wells? You know, get two things at once. Well, they agreed to stop injecting the waste into the earth as a precaution while authorities assessed any potential links to the quakes. Obviously, if the authorities had walked by, they'd be fracking as we speak, Okay. After the latest and largest quake Saturday at 4.0 magnitude, wow, we never had any 4.0s, state officials announced their beliefs that injecting wastewater near a fault line had created enough pressure to cause seismic activity. They said four inactive wells within a five-mile radius of the Youngstown well would remain closed, and a good thing, too. The seismologists uh, expect more quakes will occur despite the shutdown of the Youngstown well. I quote them, the earthquakes will trickle on as a kind of a cascading process once you've caused them to occur. This one year of pumping is a pulse that has been pushed into the ground and it's going to be spreading out for at least a year. The gift that just keeps pushing and giving. But wait, fear not, Buckeyes Governor John Kasich is on the job. Governor John, an outspoken supporter of the growing oil and natural gas industry and union buster in Ohio, said the shale industry shouldn't be punished for a fracking byproduct. I quote one of his spin doctors, that would be the equivalent of shutting down the auto industry because a scrap tire dump caught fire somewhere else. Wait a minute. Let's put this under the light of the critique of pure reason. Okay. Fracking causes earthquakes. The pressure from the water injected into the ground creates the seismic activity. Earthquakes are a result, a function of fracking. F of fracking equals E the earthquake. On the other hand, a tire dump going up in flames is at best a secondary or tertiary um, effect from building and making and driving a car. They're not directly connected at the event itself. It's totally down the line. It's okay, Governor. It's all right. Don't you worry. You're not going to have to worry about stuff like this very long at all, because soon we're going to kick your ass out of office. And on that cheery note, I await the Iowa returns. Yes, political junkie hooked on meaningless events, and I'll bring you my take on it tomorrow. And remember, Oz and Ears. 
We're all going to get through this together.